The Washington Commanders finished preseason undefeated as they beat the Bengals at home 21 to 19. It's time for Reckoning. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the day after reckoning where we break down the game. The Washington commanders finished the day before I'm Nathan Perry here representing ref the district on the believe network, wherever your audio podcasts are found. We are there. Of course, we're here on YouTube as well. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. I'm going to get right into it here as it is just me today. The Washington Commanders' victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in the long, you know, grand scheme of things isn't going to matter. But I'll tell you what, it is exciting that Washington, for the first time in a decade, finished undefeated in the preseason. Probably doesn't mean much, although we can probably ask our friends up north. Uh, Baltimore seemed to care about an undefeated streak not too long ago. No, realistically, this was kind of an interesting thing i was talking with our executive producer before this and ep said it's kind of bittersweet isn't it right because this might be one of these players last time wearing the burgundy and gold this might be even the last time they play in the nfl that's how important this game is so it might not be in the grand scheme of washington season right this might not be momentum being taken into the season but for a lot of these players, this might be the only opportunity they get to play in the NFL. And I'm going to talk a little bit more because there was somebody very important who kind of mentioned that in a post-game presser that I think was very interesting and uh, in that. But my initial reaction to this game was it was fun and it was nice to see the team finish undefeated. And I thought that that is such a good thing, I think, for the morale and the spirit of the team to kind of go out there and you saw that you know there's starters cheering on these end of the roster guys and supporting them through this and I think that this the finally what we've wanted for so long as fans of this team to see this culture really come around right and it's nice to see that kind of come to fruition because I really think that this team is going someplace and I'm hoping that we continue the good times in the regular season because the preseason's been great. There's a lot of players kind of up and down the roster that were trying their best to make it. So let's get right into the risers and fallers here. So there were quite a few good highlights of this. Of course, Mitchell Tinsley just doing some excellent things as, as a receiver. Bryson Tremaine, a guy who really is not even on the bubble um, for a roster spot, but to see him be productive was nice. Brandon Dillon got in there for a touchdown as well. On the defensive side of the ball, you're seeing Jace Whitaker, you know, elevate his game. I don't know that any of these names that I just mentioned did enough to gain a roster spot, but I definitely think that they did enough, at least on the 53. But I do think that some of them did enough to kind of warrant more of a look at what's going on. So those, those are some of my risers. Let me know in the comment section who you think kind of elevated their game here, who might have tried to earn a roster spot 
there's not many fallers in this for me. If I had to pick anyone, I'm going to go on that wide receiver uh, you know, area again as Kashmir Allen just doesn't seem to be doing enough to warrant a roster spot for me. This is a guy who is a return specialist. He had two targets today. Or, uh, sorry, he had two targets during this game, and he doesn't catch either one of these. He muffs a punt. That's really, really critical when your one job is to be a return man and you're muffing a punt during a preseason game. That doesn't put a lot of faith in you. And again, as a wide receiver, he's not really bringing much to the, the roster. Now, his one saving grace is Dax Milne also didn't have that great of a game. Targeted three times, only caught one of those, had a crucial drop as well. So wide receiver-wise, I think that it's kind of interesting when you have a guy like Mitchell Tinsley who performed so well today. Now, granted, he's playing against you know third stringers and fourth stringers rather than maybe some of the end of the second string and uh, the top of the third string. But it just really wasn't wasn't enough i think from either cashmere allen or dax milne to really kind of jump in and say this guy deserves a spot so we'll see where they end up on that let me know again who you have as somebody who maybe isn't doing enough here let's go on to our district diamond for those who might not be familiar this is our third year here with the preseason where we like to pick a player that's that, again, end-of-the-roster type player where they just shine during the preseason, right? They're a diamond in the rough, and we all want them. There's been some great names in this. Uh, Jarrett Patterson did fairly well over the last couple of years. You had Samus Reyes, who had a great fan base uh, going for him. A lot of people pulling for him, even if he wasn't really productive on there. But I have to give this one to Mitchell Tinsley. I just think that not just in this game, but he showed that he has some potential at wide receiver. And so he did maybe didn't blow up and he came just shy. I owe Stoner a dollar because I bet him a dollar that Mitchell Tinsley would break the century mark this game. And he got really close, 89 yards on three catches. I was really, really pulling for him at the end there. But really, he's my district diamond. Let me know who you think is this preseason's district diamond? Who's that guy who you think really showed out? There's some great names out there. I mean, I really, Derek Gore is probably one of the more surprising pickups, and he played himself, I believe, into at least a practice, you know, squad spot because it's, I, I just don't see him necessarily, Derek Gore passing Chris Rodriguez as that third back, especially Chris, Chris Rodriguez had playing time early in this game. But Derek Gore just did some amazing things there. So good for him on uh, on doing that. But my District Diamond Award is going to go to Mitchell Tinsley. Now, all that is separate from our go-goes and no-goes. Go-goes, there was, again, there was just so many here. Mitchell Tinsley did a great job. I love seeing uh, Bryson Tremaine uh, get into the end zone, as, as well as Brandon Dillon doing some uh but my go-go is a guy that i think has hung around on this roster and not really done much for too many years but i'm going to give this one to kalike hudson who i think 
is going to continue moving up this roster. The linebacker core is kind of, you know, interesting in the sense that you've got two starters. One is in some legal issues, and then there's some flux. And I think Kalike Hudson might find himself in some serious playing time. And this game showed to me that he's ready for a bigger role. Now my no goes, there's not too many. I picked a little bit on Kashmir Allen with uh, you know not catching a pass and muffing the, that punt. But realistically, this was just a pretty well fun you know game to watch. So I don't really have a no-go. I am going to call out the broadcast team a little bit again as they continue to just get some of those, those details wrong. Mitchell Tinsley goes to Penn State. They said that Stanford and just some of those other things where you're just like, you know, they, they, that's important. It's very hard to call games. I call games for high school. Uh, and, of course, here on Ref the District, we do play-by-play and commentary for the Commanders game. So, by all means, come over and watch us. Uh, I can't promise we're going to get everything right but we're just a couple of yahoos who are doing this, not professionals. Uh, so I just really want them to clean it up. It is preseason. You know, work on that and we'll see. But that, I just didn't have a nitpick really for for it as far as a no-go with a player that was concerned. Except for, I am going to give you my final thoughts here. And on... On this, after looking at all these preseason games and watching everything, I have to say, going into the season, I'm very excited for what Washington's going to do. I think that this offense is going to be better than last year's offense. I can't promise you it's going to be absolutely you know, 180 where they were bottom third. Now they're going to be top third. But I do think that this offense has a lot of potential and I want to see them flourish under Eric Bieniemy with Sam Howe. I think the defense still uh, the defense last year finished top five, and I think if you look a couple years ago, they also finished kind of in that range, right, the top five range. Not not uh, two years ago, but three years ago, Jack Del Rio's first season, and they kind of fell off. And I feel like we might see a little bit of a fall off there, even with Chase Young coming back and Montez Sweat in a contract year as well. I just worry that this defense starts off too slow, that they won't get back to top five, but I think they're still going to be solid. I think they finished even the year where they had a slump in the top 10, so it's not too big of a concern, but I just don't know that I've seen enough from the defense to warrant the kind of talk that a lot of fans have been having with it, which is this could potentially be a top three defense. And even I've fallen to, into that uh, recently as well, but looking more and more at it with a critical eye, I think that this defense is going to have times where it's going to struggle. They do bend and not try not to break. Uh, sometimes that's successful. Sometimes it's not. So Hopefully they can keep these games within range for this offense that I do think is going to improve. But I will say this. I never want to see Jacoby Brissett throw a regular season pass for Washington. The difference between him and Sam Howell is very stark. You can see very clearly through these preseason games that Sam Howell won this 
non-competition outright. They, I, this is a coaching staff that probably wanted every excuse to maybe go to the veteran as they've got this defense that's ready to win now. They've got a bunch of offensive skill players who could potentially do something good. And Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback. I, I, I truly believe that he is a good quarterback. He is a backup quarterback, but he is a good quarterback. Sam Howell's outplayed him at every step of the way, and it was very apparent how good Sam Howell, you know, what his potential is and how good he has been playing. And Jacoby Brissett just continued to kind of do things in a way that made me realize, like, if we see Jacoby Brissett, we're going to see the Jacoby Brissett last year. Very efficient. But his team still went four and seven. And Washington can't afford to go four and seven. That's going to put them out of the the next QB, franchise QB discussion. And it means that Sam Howe either wasn't the guy or something bad happened, right? And so you just don't want to see that. So Jacoby hopefully just stays on the sideline, stays in that mentorship role, maybe comes in and uh, and cleans up a couple of games that Washington's got it out of hand. But realistically, this is not, things would not be going well if Jacoby Brissett ends up starting a game for Washington. I truly believe that. Let me know what you think in the comment section here, or if you're listening to this on audio, make sure you hit us up on our Twitter at ref the district. Let me know what you think of my final thoughts and what your final thoughts are on the Washington commander season. I'm Nathan Perry on ref the district. And until next time, go undefeated and be a fan. Here we go.